Welcome to another episode of Be Now. It's the show where nothing needs to happen because it's already happening. Be happening. Yeah, yeah. Ura, ura, la. build relationships like that at work because mm. I think that doesn't happen very often right. we tend to just come to work do our thing go home mm. and those are the kind of people that you know because I've built that relationship they're always willing to support me and uh, my team and it's just nice to like see those full circle moments and mm. have that like trust with people Support yeah. and trust, yeah. So trust and support are present. Magic comes, it seems like. Yeah. Uh. I think that's really nice. I think it's nice to have at work. It's probably like an outcome I've never expected before. Like I'm mm. in learning and development. I'm not a therapist, but yet people feel comfortable like sharing those pain points with me and just wanting to to talk about their career and what's going on. Lura, lura, la. Hey, Brittany. Hey, how are you? <laughs> All right. So thanks for, yeah, um, recording together. Yeah. How you feel? How do you feel about being here? <laughs> yeah. On a podcast or in my house? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both. Well, it was, it's really cool to connect with an old friend from grad school. Mm. I think it's probably been like, I mean, I graduated in 2012. I feel like, did you same year? Mm, 2011. Yeah, so it's been, you know, more than 10 years probably since we've seen each other. So right. I think it's really nice to, to like, reminisce and, like, go back to that, that time, mm. you know, with somebody. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we shared that whole, like, grad school chapter together. And then uh, you went your way and I went to China and here we are circling back. So how did you, you're at Sony now. How did that transition happen for you? Yeah. What's really interesting is I actually, when I graduated in 2012, um, I was having trouble finding a job. I was actually working at the school that we went to. And so I felt like my experience didn't align with the jobs that I was trying to get. Like I knew I was capable and I could get those jobs and be successful, but trying to convince somebody that I was the right hire, I was struggling with. I wasn't even getting interviews based mm. on my current role. So I actually went back two years later to start the PhD program, knowing that I'd have to, mm. you know, take another internship and kind of go back to that life. And I was hoping it would propel me towards a career in, you know, IO psychology. And mm. I ended up working at the city of San Diego as an internship and a recruiter found me and called me and interviewed me for a contractor role at Sony. Mm. And it was, I don't even know how they found me or what they saw in me that made them call me, but it was pretty amazing. And then mm. um, I ended up getting hired on full time after uh, that contract role. So I don't, I don't even know how it happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess like, it's kind of like the hard work meets opportunity. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so you stayed with it and, and you just kind of stayed with Sony. You like it there, the culture and everything. And, and the role you're in now? A hundred percent. 
you know, when I started, it felt like a challenge. I thought it would be this, like, it, Sony's a well-known brand. I thought they're going to have so much cool stuff. And, you know, it's going to be all this all this new stuff that I'm going to get to learn about. And when I started there, there actually wasn't a lot going on. Um, they had had huge layoffs um, in 2012. And so a lot of the IO psychologists that worked there formerly were gone and the group was very small. It was just me and one other person, you know, working in like the learning and development space. And that person actually came from an HR background, like HR uh, business partner background. So they weren't from like an L&D background per Mm se. Mm -hmm. So we had to like create and develop like new leadership programs, you know, Mm -hmm. totally get to start like the L&D program kind of from the ground up, which was um, intimidating. But it's now grown to, you know, several leadership programs, um, being really heavily involved in succession planning, performance management, mm-hmm. um, and it's grown to a space where people want to partner with us. Mm-hmm. Um, people from the business want to record training and we support that and, and help them through the process. So going from, I would say, being nothing to now being very well respected and supported in an organization just five years is feels like a really big accomplishment it does (laughs) yeah yeah so what was like i mean that's a lot of like yeah building since you first started what was the hardest part so some intimidation aspect of it what was the hardest part i think the hardest part is showing your value and what you can do I think when people think about like learning and development, they think like, oh, I'm going to go to this training and like it's HR and I have to do it or it's required. Yeah. And people kind of see it like it's going to be cheesy. I'm not going to like learn anything. Mm. And I think the goal of myself and my coworker who ended up being my boss actually was to make it really Mm. practical. So we would always say like, how can we take this material and have it be something that people can go back to work the next day and utilize. It's so simple, but I don't think trainers always like think like that. Um, so that Mm. was the big thing is like making it practical Mm. and useful. And we slowly won people over kind of like one cohort essentially at a time. Mm. Seems like empathy is a big part of it because you got to put yourself in their position to make it practical on their ground. Yeah. Yeah. And also like understanding what people are going through what their needs are um, and making it fun as well, making it enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's like when people go through our workshops, it's not like, okay, workshop over, see you later. It's like we would continue to tell people, reach out to us. Do you need support? You have questions, come back. We'd love to see you again. So like building those relationships with Mm -hmm. people so that they still now like, will call me and come back to me. And sometimes people just want to talk about their career tra- trajectory and they just want someone to listen. They don't mm. necessarily want a development solution. They've just built that relationship with me and they want my support. Mm. So it's nice to be able to be that person. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so as I'm listening, I want to ask you this. <laughs> <laughs> What's I mean, you talk about relationship building, right? Um, and then this whole process of, like, yeah, meeting people where they are. How important is listening? Like, how do you feel about the process of listening in this whole thing? I think sometimes, like, people get focused on in their jobs or in their roles, like, checking the box. Like, 
we got to get this done or this is what so-and-so wants or this is, you know, part of our goals. So I think people just trying to complete their tasks versus I always try to question everything and um, I'm kind of known as like the devil's advocate in my team. Sometimes I'll say, why are we doing this? Or does this even make sense? And so I'm constantly trying to question because if what we're doing, even if we're accomplishing things, if it's not value added to the people at the organization and if we're not listening to what they're asking for, then Mm. there's no point in what we're doing. So Mm -hmm. trying to make sure we're always questioning what we're doing and we're always listening to our customer which is our employees mm, questioning what we're doing mm-hmm. mm, so kind of like stepping out of yourself in, the, in a way like observing yourself in a different yeah. yeah and one of the things i always try to like i kind of like tear up sometimes like people's work and i always say like don't be offended by this it's not i'm not coming after you personally i'm questioning because i'm trying to make us better as a team and I think my team is, like, they get me now. They know that it's it's not taking, like, don't take it personal because I'm just trying to make us better, make us think outside the box. So sometimes when they show me, like, a presentation they've created, I'll say, well, why did you do X or Y, Z or why not this? And, you know, I kind of let them sit with it. And I'll tell them, like, when I ask you questions, it's not because you have to change anything. I just want to know, you know, and then I'll, I'll try to think about like, how would people react to this or how Mm -hmm. would they, what are we actually trying to teach them and does that accomplish that? So Mm. yeah, just always Mm. questioning things. It seems like you, you create common ground with them and allow the curiosity to build the team. Yeah. Mm. I want them to do things in the way that makes sense for them. You know, both my direct reports, like, they do things different than me, and that's wonderful. So when I ask them questions, I never tell them, like, you have to change this or you needs to be done like this. I'll just kind of question and, and try to get them to come at their own solution. Mm, there's no should. There's no should, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. What is it? Is this like a, some quote about should is what kills creativity or something or Mm. kills the spirit or something like that yeah like requiring something like it takes away people's you know ability to be themselves and Mm, yeah mm, mm, mm. yeah so speaking of which yeah it's like being authentic Mm -hmm. right how does that play into i guess uh i I don't know let's let's bring it back to yourself like um how do you connect with your own real inner self I think um, always questioning and doing like self-reflecting, like especially if something goes terribly wrong, like I always try to step away and say like, how could I have done this better to have a different outcome? Um, And maybe it's like give people better instructions or, um, and same thing for my like team as well. So if something goes wrong, I'll say, you know, okay, that wasn't how we wanted it to go. Like, what could we do different next time? Like, not dwelling on what went poorly, but always thinking about the next situation. Mm. Frame the learning. Yeah. 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 Mm. Because it's over, right? It happened. There's nothing we can do about it. So let's, let's think about, like, you know, before it happens, we plan, we have alternatives, and then after it happens, we look back, we reflect, and we make next time better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Connecting with the real inner self. 
you know, when I was, I went camping a few days ago with my friend and uh, just being out there in nature, so good. We were in the canyon and the rocks out there were just made of this special, you know, it's a composition of elements over ancient oceans, you know, and, and so the moonlight was coming up and it's reflected, you can only see the reflection onto the rocks and some of them were just shining this pearly brightness and it was just magical. And then as the moonlight came over the, uh, the cliff, we're in the canyon, and it just like sparks the whole you know, landscape we're in. It was it's like, um, I don't know, and the stars were out. It's just kind of, you get this reflection, you know? It's pretty magical. And just kind of being that stillness. Yeah, it just kind of reduces a lot of uh, anxiety. It's just, you know, that, that, uh, yeah, like uh, that life throws at me, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, it's just giving perspective to like, you know, the, the action steps came in that I need to take on or, you know, that the mindset I need to go forward with um, it just creates more alertness and focus. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when I think of it, the quality of attention, it, 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 yeah, that was kind of what kind of illuminated over that last camping trip is like the, 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 the line between being alert and uh, and. Uh, you know, hyper vigilant, you know, or stressed, um, and just cultivating that awareness. I feel like you're really good at like noticing the present and like appreciating it. Like even like today we took a walk, we sat in the park, mm-hmm. we just like sat in the park and like, yes, we were talking and sharing, but we were also like observing what was happening around us mm-hmm. and just like just sitting in that moment and I think I tend to like always have that list in my head I got to do this I got to do that so like I appreciate that about you about like noticing like your environment and appreciating it as well Mm. like so when you share stories like that of like you know the moonlight hitting the rocks it's like some people may not have seen that right but Mm. you saw it because you were like in the moment you were focused you were present Mm. and I appreciate that about you I need to do that more (laughs) cheers I mean yeah I appreciate that because we're sitting on the bench in the park yeah I remember I was telling some story about China or something and then you said notice that dog and that that brought me back like yeah that the dog like crouching in the grass (laughs) yeah yeah we can always use the reminders yeah so speaking of which Mm -hmm. yeah I mean you can uh, think about this in your work period or your uh, personal, I don't know, however, uh, area you want to think about. When are your magic moments? Yeah, maybe in relationships at work or or outside of work. Yeah, maybe in relationships. Yeah. Hmm. I think when people trust me and share with me, you know, one of the things that's happened over the last couple of years is I've had several people kind of reach out and say, like, can I put some time on your calendar? I want to talk to you about some things. And these are people that I've met just from, you know, working. Um, They've been through my trainings, things like that. And so they've decided to, like, build that relationship with me and they've gotten to know me and they trust me. So they, they want to share, like, what should my next career step be? Or, you know, I'm struggling with this. And so I've had a lot of, like, conversations with people and I guess it's a magic moment to me because we maybe haven't shared that much. Like maybe they live in another location. They're not even in the same state as me. They're not even like working with me every day. But we've built that like bond and that trust where they felt comfortable sharing, you know, the things that are 
uncomfortable for them. I've even had a couple people start to tear up on the phone when they're talking to me and we're in a workplace, you know, mm. we, this isn't somebody that I'm spending every week with. Right. Mm. And they feel like they can trust me and share with me. And so that's a magic moment for me. I love that people feel that closeness and trust with me and are comfortable sharing, you know, those, um, stressors or those anxieties that they have. And, mm. I'm not telling people what to do. I'm just talking through it and listening. And I like that I can be that. So it's it's a magic moment for me because it's nice to build relationships like that at work. Because mm. I think that doesn't happen very often. Right. We tend to just come to work, do our thing, go home. Mm. And those are the kind of people that, you know, because I've built that relationship, they're always willing to support me and uh, my team and, it's just nice to like see those full circle moments and mm. have that like trust with people. Support. Yeah. And trust. Yeah. So trust and support are present. Magic comes, it seems like. Yeah. Uh. I think that's really nice. I think it's nice to have at work. It's probably like an outcome I've never expected before. Like I'm mm. in learning and development. I'm not a therapist, but yet people feel comfortable like sharing those pain points with me and just wanting to to talk about their career and what's going on and Mm. um it's nice that they feel that closeness with me yeah that closeness and you're right it's not that common right um what would you recommend like uh for people who like you know long for that what would you recommend that want to kind of foster that kind of environment what would you uh point their attention to i think it's like willing to be authentic and vulnerable yourself so Mm. like in the trainings that we do, whether it be on like, you know, inclusion or conflict management, I share a lot of like personal stories and I'll even kind of like fall on my own sword and say, this is how I handled something badly, or this is what drew my awareness that I needed to educate myself more on X, Y, Z. So like, I'm really vulnerable. I share how I did something bad or poorly or wrong. Mm. And then people feel that comfort that like, oh, you know, Brittany's a human too. She makes mistakes. So I can share my story. And so I try to create this environment Mm. where it's just a learning opportunity when you mess up, Mm. you know? Mm. And I think that it's really carried my work journey a long way because only five years, you know, at this particular workplace. And I feel like I have so many solid relationships with people Mm. that are not in my daily work life they're like they're not in hr they're you know throughout the business mm. and we may have only even seen each other in person once or twice but i've built that connection just through like authenticity i think mm. is that is that how you think about like like eq is, do you think about eq is there any feelings i feel like authenticity plays a big role i think yeah eq has a lot of different components um i think it's yeah being a uh, authentic being a good listener um ha- being able to be self-reflective like i think there's a lot of things um and i think it's knowing that like i'm never a perfect person so i'm always trying to be better i'm always trying to treat people better i'm always trying to learn about people i'm okay with asking people questions and saying i don't know anything about that do you want to share um and i think curiosity plays into eq mm respectful curiosity right Mm -hmm. so like um i like to learn about other people's cultures but Mm -hmm. um 
doing it in a way that it's it's respectful and uh, appropriate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be that's an interesting one because you never know what, like what is respectful to you might be not respectful to another native. Sure. Mm. Like uh, like example I can think of like in China, uh, like your chopsticks inside the rice if it's stuck in there it kind of there's some. Um, representation of uh, the grave mm. that whole picture and so you're not supposed to do that mm. I remember I was in a I was in a park one time with uh, my friend and I, I did that and she's like yeah don't do that <laughs> <laughs> I said okay fair enough uh, no you're right I think and that's another thing too you know like I want to be curious I want to learn about other people's cultures but I never want to you never want to put the one person in the room that represents that mm. you know identity and like make them speak for like their group right mm. so it's like um allowing people to share and kind of asking some prompting questions to seek understanding but also making sure that you're not pushing someone you know too far past like their comfort level mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, like, uh, we all have our evolutions, right, in, that, in this whole thing, and, and, re- and relationships are kind of the vehicle of this change, and I feel like, yeah, I don't know if I'm very good at reading people, <laughs> I feel like I'm better at it, and I feel like um, reading energy states is really important, like, like you know, um, if I say or do something that makes someone upset, you know, just saying, oh, um, did I say something that made you upset? You seem upset. Like, yeah, then you know, making that okay, labeling it, and like, um, so it's not like a taboo. Like the last thing I want us to do is to walk on eggshells. You know, like stuff like that. I feel like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's been like instrumental for me. Yeah, that's a good point. Um meeting people where they are, watching their body language. And you and I were talking about it earlier. Like, I prefer, you know, communicating, especially if it's like a tough conversation in person. Mm. So I can read, I guess you refer to it as energy states. I'm kind of thinking of like how they're reacting, if they're happy, sad. Like, I like to be able to hear tone of voice, Mm. see body language, Mm. you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like when we came in, uh, remind me her name? Piper. Piper, yeah. She was super excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have a very excited energy state. You don't get yeah. a lot of visitors, huh? I guess, uh, what caught your attention from this conversation? I feel like this isn't always like a normal conversation to have. Like, I, I find it like interesting and fun when um you get to like talk about like your work and the things that you're passionate about um with somebody that you know it's kind of fun and interesting like we've had a really good conversation today um and it's nice to be able to connect with someone like i haven't seen you in over 10 years yeah. but it's like it felt like we haven't we didn't go 10 years since yeah. we saw each other so yeah. it's been fun to like learn about your experience and your travels and like how that's um, evolved and still evolving, and mm. it's been a nice day. Pleasure, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. I always remember your smile, like, um, yeah, just your, yeah, welcoming presence, your smile. Yeah, you have this groundedness about you. I feel like, and like, uh, my whole thing right now with my intention is to feel nourished by my relationships, you know, mm. and um, yeah, 
it's pretty like I think about what's crucial and what's not like that's crucial you know yeah um so yeah I appreciate your time and yeah just hanging out you know that's funny that you say it as me being grounded I had a friend that used to say that I was her normal Mm. um I mean what is normal right it's very subjective but that was how she referred to it that she liked to spend a certain amount of time with me because she felt like I was normal and that made her feel like solid I mean Mm. you talked to her about it as grounding but that's just kind of an interesting it's not the first time I've heard something like that mm. so. how does it make you feel that people think of it that way I think it's flattering but as someone who's not a perfect person and yeah. also sometimes it puts you at that like <laughs> that level of like you're holding me on a pedestal yeah. but yeah it's funny you say that like, people like tell me alright you keep it so cool you're such yeah. a good listener inside dude I'm panicking quite often <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like what's inside versus like what are you showing externally? Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. What people perceive, yeah. It's a whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Pep, um, Pep Piper, <laughs> anything you want to say on the podcast? <laughs> okay. She's like, what? Back, back down, I felt so. Bad.